This is the real coach JB, star Netflix show, Last Chance You. You're listening to everybody's favorite coach, Coach Miniman on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and today we are joined by Carl Tebon, head coach of Loris College, and he just shared with me before we started, he is entering his 25th year at the helm at Loris College. He's been there since 1996, and he is the owner of of 517 career wins. Coach T-Bon, welcome. First timer to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Thanks, Coach, man. I appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to the interview. This is going to be a lot of fun because I know a lot of people that have played and have coached at Loris, and I have still yet to hear anybody say anything bad about you. So it's great to have this uh, opportunity to connect with you and, and talk baseball. My first question I have for you, Coach, is you've been at Loris for 25 years. If you had to pinpoint a couple memories of being a Dewhawk that still stick out to you today over the years, what would those memories be? Well, it's a it's a great question and it's a hard question sometimes when when you look at uh, you know me being here that long. But uh, you know, just the, the first thing is just I have over 150 alumni that have played for me and and that I got to know and the relationships that you build um, over those years is just tremendous. And and you know what? Maybe as a younger coach, you don't realize what you're going through, but. You know, as you get there and you see and, and you see people come to events and just the people that, you know, um, that you see, you know, it, it's just awesome to have that group of alumni and the relationships. But, you know, just some things, you know, that I, that I, you know, off the top of my head, you know, Justin Piero, I don't know, there'll be some people that will recognize him, but he had 22 home runs his senior year and he just hit bombs. And to watch him take batting practices, those are some moments that, you know, were really cool. Winning a conference championship in 09 was, was great. Uh, we had a great run with another group that we played seven games in the conference tournament in three days. And those were all 90 games. And it was, it was probably the best three days of baseball I think I was involved in. It was just a, it was a, it was a dream because you just you kept winning and you kept playing. You know, we, I think we might have lost the, the second game and it's a double elimination. And we just kept winning and, and we made it to the finals and we had to play three day, three games in that one day. And, and uh, but it was, it was, it was a special weekend for us in our program, um, even though we came up a little short in, in the finals. But then, you know, playing University of Iowa couple of years ago and taking them to the ninth inning and, and getting beat by a walk-off uh, home run, you know, so 
there was a lot of great moments that I had, Nick, and, and those are just, just a few of them off the top of my head. Great. Thanks for sharing that with us. And that, that Iowa game, that, that was crazy following that on Twitter because I'm sure just like any fan, you think a Division three school playing a Division one school, there's, there's no way they're going to hang. And you guys were with them until the very end. I, I wish I would have been able to, to watch that. But um, I was kept on refreshing my Twitter to see, to see what was going on. Now, I'm going to throw out a name because he's a friend of mine, and I remember his, uh, his career through Hempstead when I was coaching in the area. But uh, B.J. Jurgens, outstanding baseball player from Dubuque, Hempstead, went on to have an outstanding career at Loris. When you think about the 25 years you've been here, who are some of the top area players from high school that you had at Loris that had great careers at Loris as well? Oh, God, there's so many. And BJ is one of them. And, and, and I kind of took a note on this one because I didn't want to miss too many people. But, you know, just, just starting at, at Beckton, and I hope I don't take too long, but Nick Oberdink was the MVP of the, the Iowa Conference at the time. Austin Brown from there. Spencer Adabaugh. Eric DeSousa. Lucas Jock, Hempstead, had some super players from Hempstead. Adam Gross, top kid. You know, that kid wanted to win. He would run through a fence to win a game for you. Awesome player. Greg Ferry, B.J. Armstrong, another great player. Ben Cottrell, Adam Kennedy, Chad Cravel. Um, those are some from, from Hempstead. Waller, you know, a Mike Speck going way back in the day. Jared Driscoll, John Ludovici, Cole Bogey, Jake Oglesby. Um, just, you know, great, great group of guys there. Senior, we had Kyle Soder, Jeremy Girardi, who owns the save records at, at Morris College, Alex Steinis, um, another, another good group of kids. Cascade, we had Dan Lynch, Tim and Tom Andrew boys. Man, try to coach those guys one time. They were fun. Um, Nathan Rowling, who's the head coach at Simpson College, Calvin Ray, great player, holds the doubles record, I still think, at Morris. And then, Nick, I don't know. I, I always, I always think when when we say Dubuque, I think at East Dubuque, and Corey Schultz was one of the most outstanding pitchers I think in the area at one time. Played for the Philadelphia Phillies, and then Tyler Sherman also from East Dubuque. So there's a there's my local players list, real quick for you. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's quite a few. And wow, there are a lot of a lot of great names in that list. And yeah, we we do East Dubuque. We. We'll even take it take it down to the Bellevue area as well. Now, is Mike Speck? That would be Tommy Speck's dad, correct? Yes, sir. That so, is, that is him. so was there a chance that Tommy was going to come play at Loris using that Mike connection? Did you try to pull that card, or did you just <laughs> not even bother recruiting Tommy? It's funny, Nick, because you know Mike was a he was a freshman my very first year at Loris. He was my that his class was the first four years that four year players that played for me at Lords. So there's a special bond there between me and Mike. But you know, Tom used to come to all our camps and, and from the age of seven or eight years old and, and you can see kids develop. That's one thing in, in with all our camps throughout the community. I, I see kids that Ian Moeller came to our camps, you know, all these kids you know, that came to it. But Tommy was, I could tell he was going to be a special kid. And believe me, I was playing that Duhawk card a lot. <laughs> he 
just came up short. You know, Coach, I that camp has been going on for years, and you guys do a great job with that camp. And I would always see in my teaching years kids wearing the Carl T. Bon Loris College baseball camp. So you were <laughs> you were attracting uh, a lot of kids there. And I do want to throw out a disclaimer that BJ did not ask me to um, lead with his name when I was asking questions about the <laughs> about the top area players. I don't even know if BJ listens to the show, but I'm going to have to send this one. Coach, I, I think you've been at Loris for 25 years, and I'm sure we could just spend an hour talking stories with you. So I am going to invite you to come back on another another episode, but I do want to focus on this upcoming season, the 2021 season. Give us a little preview of this, where you're at, um, where you think your team's going to be, and then maybe talk a little bit about the future. So when you think of this year's team, the 2021 team from Loris College, how do you think the squad's going to do this year? How are, how are uh, practices going? I know you guys were able to do some scrimmaging, and I saw you had a Loris Baseball College Olympics. How's the team looking? Yeah, it's, 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 it has been a different year, Nick, for us, and I'm really excited, you know, I mean, with everything going on with COVID and, and everything that we're doing. You know, we basically have our same team back as last year. Um, we were kind of – we were kind of the youngest age, and, and we were really looking for some guys to really, you know, mature last year. And, of course, we, we really didn't get to see some of that. But uh, I'm really excited. I think, uh, you know, we got a good group of leaders coming back. We have one senior that came back from last year that, you know, got his eligibility uh, reinstated because of COVID. And so he's back. So, you know, we have the leadership. And, and you know, you just – Every year you go into, and this one being kind of really, our, our schedule has changed like, I would say, two times now. And now we're going to be in the four-game series. We're going to be playing a lot of conference games, 32 conference games, um, not as many non-conference. So trying to get the guys ready and being ready for that season, I think it's a big thing. But I just think the leadership that we have this year um, in our team, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to it because we've got some guys that can can really play and, and uh, see what happens. You mentioned that your team has great leadership. Besides that, what would be your team's biggest strengths that are coming back this year? You know, we have every position in the infield basically coming back, but one. Um, and it's 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 exciting to hear that, but it puts a little pressure on you too. You know, we have good recruits that are bound battling it out and trying to push some guys. And and when you look at our team, I just think that, you know, if we can hit, and I think it always comes down to hitting and, of course, pitching. But, you know, where I think some, some of our strengths are is is we got guys back that know the system. And we're, we really hit the ground running this fall and, and in the spring. You know, we it's not like you got to reteach a ton of stuff. Yeah, there's some new guys at some new positions. But it's that's what makes it a little bit easier for you, if that makes sense, Nick, from that side of things. But I just think we got to hit and, and score runs. I think run, scoring runs is, is a premium at the college level because of the type of pitching that you face a lot of times. And if I can play devil's advocate, if you had to look at your team right now, and I know as a coach, when I would look at my roster, I would look at my group of guys and I would know that we would have certain holes or we would have certain weaknesses. And I would 
plan my practices to to help with those things. So right now, what do you think your team needs to improve upon the most? You know, I would I would always say you're only as strong as your bullpen, and I think our bullpen has some strength. But what happens when we're playing four game series now? When you play four game series, you're playing a doubleheader on a Thursday and, and coming back in a doubleheader on a Saturday or a doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Saturday, just kind of depends on, on if you're traveling and, and can't stay overnight. But when you play four games, it and, and, and two of them are nine, two of them are seven, you know, that takes a lot of pitching in a weekend. And I just, if there was a weakness, I would just think that, you know, the bullpen is always going to be that. And, and I think that we got some guys there. We got some guys that kind of really step up there. But, uh, um, you know, we're up for the challenge. But I would think that would always be a question mark. And I think anybody going into a four-game series, it's always difficult, man, when you get to game four and, and there's not much left in the bullpen after going through three games. So, um, But that would be probably one place where I think we might have a hole or two. But other than that, uh, you know, uh, let's, let's play baseball this year. And, and the great thing is, is sometimes you notice when you have a weakness or you have a hole, there's always a guy that steps up that you may not have had your eye on or may not have expected big things from that really start turning some heads and, and impress some people. Now, Coach, if you can walk us around the horn and then lead us out into the outfield, who are some of the top guys at each position and are there any position battles that are currently going on right now? Sure. You know, I, I think our, our, our middle infield is, is back. Um, we have Luke Finley, who's a Davenport Assumption kid, played on a state championship team, that big run that, that that Assumption had there in those few years. He was the he was the shortstop for them. He's back for us this year with a, with Dylan Pardone. He could, he's an all-conference third baseman. He might be playing some at, at second base this year for us. Uh, third base would be uh, J J D Mayhem, who's from Arizona actually, and and he's he's in the running for at third base. Um, a couple of freshmen at second base. If Dylan goes back to third, would be a Kelsch, Alex Kelsch, and Nick Benedetto. Um, our first baseman's back from last year, Max Cullen, um, and uh, Danny uh, Rogers is a, is a new freshman that is a catcher slash pitcher type of kid. Um, Moving into the outfield, we got, uh, you know, Ryan Rollers, Joe Egan, Bill Luzzo, who's a fifth-year senior, really, for us. Chris Constantino is, is in there, those four. Um, Jack Enright, I even throw his name in there, looking for a position. But, you know, Ryan Rollers, I think, is, is, is a guy that can play first base. He's a utility guy from Davenport Assumption. Again, he was on a state championship team there, too. But uh, those are kind of the guys in the outfield. Um, behind the plate, we have Dakota Church. Played a lot of semi-pro around here this summer also um, with Danny Rogers as a freshman coming in from, from Gray's Lake uh, Central. Uh, Cody Blackburn played a lot of semi-pro this summer too with the Buds. So, um, but that's kind of that's kind of our position players that we, that we have right now. And did you uh, touch upon the outfield at all? Yeah, that would be the Joe Egan, the Ryan Wollers, the Bill Luzzo, uh, who played a lot of semi-pro this summer for the Bugs, too, Chris Constantino, that group. Joe Egan's our center fielder. Um, you know, he played as a freshman for us, so he's got some good experience there. 
Um, Ryan was playing first base, left field. We've been playing him a little bit too in, in the fall. Think that he's going to have some opportunities there. And, and Bill Luzzo, who's coming back, uh, he'll probably be in right field or left field. Just kind of depends when Ryan's pitching where we're going to move some of the other guys around, I think, a little bit. So um, our outfield is, is all back too, which is, is very nice. Thanks for clearing that up for me. Now, how is the pitching staff developing? Who are some of the top-of-the-line guys in the rotation, and has anybody uh, cemented themselves as the potential closer right now? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, when you look at our pitching staff, we have we have, we have have quite a few arms, but it's, you know, Eric Edmondson, you know, from senior high school, he's really, from his freshman year till now, he's a completely different pitcher. I mean, he's so much more confident. He, he wants the ball. I think he's going to be in our rotation. Um, there's a there's a Matt Jeter. No no no, not cousins or relatives of of, the, of their Jeter, of course. But he he's up there. He played he played a lot of uh, innings uh, this summer for the Bucks. Also, him and Aaron did. Marshall Rice, who's from Geneseo, and Curtis Lilienthal from Durant, Iowa. Those four, I think, are kind of penciled in as starters, I would say, right now, Nick. But uh, um, bullpen-wise, we got some great guys in the bullpen. You know, uh, Peters, who's from Wisconsin Rapids, Ethan Peters, uh, he's a lefty. You know, we had him um, throwing the other night, looking real well. He played pitch for a little bit in uh, uh, the Northwoods League this, this summer. Um, Ryan Woolers is another one. Kind of say he's in the bullpen. He'd probably be a two-way player for us. Um, Davis Pascal from Huntley, um, and uh, Diego Cobalt from St. Rita, Julian Lopez from um, Nazareth. He's a, he's also uh, you know in the bullpen, and and then we had one person come out this year that I think you might have recognized his name, is Owen Funky, and and God is he off to a good start so far with practices, not playing for a while. Um, I know he plays summer baseball. He coaches for uh, Tish over at Waller in the summer, so. Uh, we're looking for him to do some things too for us this year, but that would kind of be our bullpen right now. Yeah, I pulled his name off your roster. We're going to talk about him and Eric a little bit more later. Now, sure. now, Coach, I can tell you, you got some good recruits in there. Anytime you hear you got Davenport Assumption kids, that's that's a good building block because that's been a strong high school program for many years. Now. Would there be anybody on your roster that maybe scouts are are possibly looking at for potential um, contracts for either major league ball or minor league ball or or any guys uh, at the independent level? Um, who are some of the guys that when the average fan that loves baseball, who are the top of the line guys right now where when you watch those guys play, they're, they're men among boys. They're just so much better than, than the competition. Well, I, I tell you, what, you know, the, the Ethan Peters kids out of Wisconsin Rapids, um, he's, he's been really, you know, on, on Rap Soto the other night, we had him 87, touched 90, So I, I think, you know, you just never know with, with guys and where they go and, and, and those types of things. Um, but, you know, I would think he is the only one that we have right now at, at that level that, that's getting to that level. I don't know if he's at that level, but, you know, um, arm-wise, you know, you're just not coming to Lawrence College sometimes to sign a professional contract. But uh, it's one of those things where we build guys. We, we, we think that that's also in, in their future when they get here. If, if time comes, I mean, 
no one would have thought Corey Schultz would have played for the Phillies and made it all the way to Double A. You know, I mean, there's there's been some guys that come through here that had that opportunity. So we have another one in the independent league. Tyler Tamaka is playing and in, in, signed a contract again this year. So you know, it's it's guys that want to work and and and, and do the stuff in the off season. I think is what really is, is a major. Uh, component to, to playing in the summer baseball, playing as much as you can sometimes, but taking care of yourself, getting stronger in the weight room and, and those types of things. And, and uh, you know, I hope Ethan can, can hopefully, you know, get an opportunity maybe someday. And coach, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I, you hear stories of division three guys just getting a chance and they hook up with the right pitching coach who tweaks one thing and their fastball goes from 87 to 94 and 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 they get an opportunity so there there are some long shots that you'll see uh sign professional contracts make it to the big leagues now senior leadership you talked about how you have great leadership what are you expecting from this group this group of seniors that you have you know, and we talk about it a lot. We we have a culture. You kind of you brought it up in the beginning. You know, we kind of do this challenge. You know, my thing is, you know, I like to challenge guys. I like guys to compete. I don't care if we're playing checkers. I don't care if we're doing these. You know, a, a, a gator push. You know, I want to challenge guys. And and what what I try to what I try to do is is we take those things. And when you're in a game of baseball. A lot of times you fail in baseball. You're failing more in baseball than, than probably most sports. You fail seven times out of ten and even more sometimes. And and to not even blink at that, I, I, I talk to our players about just your body language, how you're reacting on the mound, how you're acting when you strike out. Everybody does. And, and you got to have a short-term memory, get ready to go. And I think with our leadership, they, they understand that. They went through some of the failings and, and – and I think you have to learn from your family failings in baseball right away. And 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 because the next time you're, if you strike out with the bases loaded and you're you're a position player, the ball is coming to you. It just seems like it comes to you. And don't make another mistake. You know, don't make two mistakes. You know, forget about it and, and move on. And I hope that this leadership that we have, they can see that because we're going to make mistakes. But how consistently can play? You know, every inning, I think that's going to determine how good we are this year. Coach, you're you're exactly right. And I want to compliment you and, and your staff because the community that you've built at Loris is, is something that I've never seen before. Um, for an example here, I'm a University of Dubuque grad, and I've never <laughs> once gone to homecoming. Uh, I think I went yeah. to one baseball game, and that was to see Jack Huffman pitch for Coe, who I who I coached while he sure. was at Waller. I have friends all over the country that have played baseball at Loris that come back for Loris's homecoming just because they want to go to the baseball tent and they want to they want to connect with you and they want to connect with you know, Loris College baseball players, past, present, and future. And sadly, homecoming Loris baseball is the only time when I get to see Cole Bogey, who was the best best man in my wedding. So thank you for building such that culture. But um, what, what are some of the things that, that you've done and your staff has done? And, and what keeps guys coming back five, six, ten 
20 years later to to visit the the Loris uh, tent during during homecoming week. I mean, that's that's unheard of for a lot of places. Wow, it's amazing that that you say that, Nick. It it makes me feel good. But, you know, that's one thing that, you know, I really pride our our alumni on. And, and, you know, to put a finger on it, I don't know for sure. But I I just know when when guys leave our program or come into our program, I, I always want that relationship. I think building relationships through the four years, you know, it, it, it's like you, you develop, you know, a, a son, if you want to sort of say that, or you develop a friend, however you want to put it. And I, and I talked to our guys about it. We have senior lunches. We just started our senior lunches with this group this year today. I have senior lunches every once a week with our players, you know, in the cab and just getting to know what they're thinking that they need help with, you know, getting a job or writing, you know, if I want me to write a recommendation letter for an internship if they're graduating or during the, during the school, just those things. I think being there for guys sometimes, but making sure that they know that you're in the corner no matter what. And, and I just always, I'm always talking to guys, you know, about, you know, hey, I expect you guys to come back. It's part of our culture for you to come back homecoming. It's part of you to come back for our, our, our tailgate um, and, and, and see other people. And, and it's, it's really amazing that what we develop. I, 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 I say every year I normally have 50, 60 alumni come back for our tailgates. And, and, it, it, and it's just that's them. That's them believing and buying into that culture. And it means a lot to me just because, you know, it, it's, it's when you see those guys, you see it in their eyes, like a cold bogey, man. He comes back, and that's the only time he's come back to the Duke. It's, it, it, it's awesome. It, it, it really is. Yeah, and he's invited me a couple times, and I, I said, you know what? I'll probably you get know, thrown out if uh, if they know I'm at no University way, of Dubuque. Come on, you got, you got the Lord's hat now, dude. You're strutting, and you walk right in. They'll think you're alumni. Tell me you're a pitcher here or something. They would love it. I'll, I'll see if I can pass for uh, Corey Tisher or Donnie Perkle. Do you think <laughs> I could do that maybe? <laughs> now, Coach, I, I do want to ask you, do we have uh, any transfers coming in or any freshmen that you see making a splash as promising newcomers this year? Yeah, this uh, the kid, uh, Danny Rogers, I think, is, is – He's a big left-handed swing catcher, first baseman for us from Great Lakes Central. I mentioned him. I think he's going to have a great year and a great career at Loris. You know, um, Alex Kelsch, who's a second baseman from Oswego. Nick Benedetto, I think he's going to be some, have some promise here. He's from Crystal Lake South. You know, Owen Funky came in and, and talked to me, and I said, Owen, I've been on you for three years or two years to get back into baseball, man. You need to be playing, and, and he's come in, and you know he, his first night with uh, Mount, he's eighty-one to eighty-three, you know, and, and and never looked like he missed a beat. But you know, uh, I think he's going to help us out a lot. We have a kid that transferred, Aaron Schmidt, in, um, big, strong kid. You know, he was he was eighty-two, eighty-three, topped at eighty-five the other night. So, um, but they're just Owen and him just aren't in shape. They haven't had the opportunity in the fall to kind of get. And that's what worries me about this year too, Nick. A lot is, is a lot of these kids went home and they can't work out. They can't find a facility in Chicago area or you know maybe in a in, in a small town. And, and you know when I seen you had Jay Wanlock, you know me and Jay are 
close friends and, and uh, you know, I see what he's doing with the dugout facility down there. But, you know, a lot of kids struggled to get into some facilities just because they couldn't. And, but, you know, these newcomers, I think, are we're getting them into shape and, and uh, we're excited about it for sure. Coach, this is called the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, so I can't let you off the hook and not talk about some of the current preps from the area that you have on your roster. We've already talked about Owen Funky. I actually coached Owen Funky in football back in his Mazzucchelli days, coached against him many times. And you did mention Eric Edminster from Senior not too long ago, but what would you say is going to be Eric's role and what do you think might be Owen's role moving forward this year? How, what capacity do you see those guys being used in? You know, Eric is, is, is one of our leaders, you know, he's a senior this year and, and you know, I think Eric's going to come back uh, for another year for his fifth year. I mean, um, you know, and, and I think he's going to be, you know, one of our horses that's going to start one of our four series games, you know. Um, and, you know, the big thing that I love about Eric is, you know, he, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's one of those guys that you can trust, that he's going to show up and he's going to give you whatever he has that day. And, and you know, he's always, he's always been solid for us. And, and I think he's matured a lot. He gets it. He understands what it takes to, to win in our conference. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting big things out of Eric this year. And, and I, I hope he has a great season and stays healthy because that's the, the biggest thing now for, for that, that for him anyway. But, uh, you know, and Owen, you know, I think the sky's kind of the limit when I, and, and I, I don't mean that in, a, in, a, in such a, there's pressure on him. I just think that, you know, he's a guy that hasn't played a lot of baseball. His arm is, 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 you know, he, it sure gets sore after these first few times we've been throwing, but you know he's going to be a kid that I think can bloom. He never really lifted till these last couple of three years. That's he told me, but man, I, I've started lifting. I've gotten stronger, and now we we're going to get him. You know, uh, our pitching coach uh, Aiden Mojikowski is doing a great job with him, and, and you know I just I just hope Owen you know feels good, and, and I think he's going to come out of the bullpen, and, and he you know he could. End up being a starter for us in the future here. He's got, you know, three more years of eligibility, really. So who knows how long he wants to stay and play. But, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Owen came out. I think he's going to sure up our bullpen to start and see where he goes from there. He's a great kid, comes from a, a great family as well. Now, coach, I've, I've seen on Twitter recently of some area preps that are committing to come to Loris College. I've seen John Cornelius and Michael Garrett, and we know that they came from Hempstead's state tournament team last year, and they're entering their senior year at Dubuque Hempstead. Anything that you can tell us about those guys without getting uh, into trouble and violating uh, any NCAA rules? No, I, we're excited about them. You know, I mean, uh, Michael is dead. Uh, Matt works at Lawrence, and, and, uh, Michael has been to every one of my camps from when he was probably eight years old. I mean, it's uh, kind of like Eric Edmondson. He's come through every one of my camps since when he was young. And, and Michael's the same way. He knows how we are. He knows how we coach. You know, the kid can run. He looks like he's getting stronger right now. We, we've seen him a few times, and he's, he's getting stronger. And I think that'll, that'll definitely help him play. You know, and John 
Ron Cornelius, he, you know, the one thing about him is that Rap does such a great job there. You know, he's one that he's always got seniors. They just he keeps these kids in the program, and sometimes it's tough. He's got some young talent there, but the seniors hang in there, and and John can play at a lot of places. I think so. You know, we're excited about those two, and and uh, looking forward to seeing them come in the fall and compete and and uh, see where they end up in four years. Coach, I do have to correct you on one thing. So Michael Garrett sent me a private message on Instagram, and he said, Coach, I was so excited to see that you're having Coach T-Bon on the show. I have been going to his camp since I've been seven years old. Now, you said it was eight years old, but he said it was actually seven years old. (laughs) He's probably right. Michael would know that. That's for sure. He would know that. Coach, I want to take this opportunity to wish you and your staff and your players the best of luck in this 2021 season. And before we hit into that podcast ending double play, anything you want to plug, whether it's your social media, any camps or hitting leagues you have coming out, what about ways where we can find a schedule and and let us know when opening day is and then also let us know when that home opener is and if it's above 75 degrees i'm gonna have to have to make the trip down (laughs) well i I tell you what our camps kind of took a hit this year it's it's the first time in 25 years we didn't do our february winter training camp you know we do the older kids usually the second week in february the younger kids the third week just with covid um we, we couldn't be able to put that on I'm still hoping my summer camps are going to give me a goal this summer down at the sports complex. I've been running them for probably 15 years down there. So, you know, I, I, I hope everything is going to be going good. We've always had a good turnout and, and, uh, we, we, we love running camps and enjoying the kids and, and seeing kids in the Dubuque area and, and watch them grow. I mean, that's one thing that I've, I've seen throughout my camps. I've seen a lot of great kids come through and, and, and it's a lot of fun. Um, the other thing is, I just, I, I, I mean, the field down at the track is, you know, I, I want to have a little bit of shout out to all the area people. You know, we've done a lot of fundraising for the field down there. We put a new scoreboard up this past year. We just put a new infield in last year, a $30,000 infield. Um, so, you know, we're excited about that. We just put brand new dugouts on this year and, and uh, uh, just got them finished up this fall. So we're excited about some of the new things trying to get the backstop redone uh, next year and, and get a netting, you know, back there. So we're doing a lot of things down at the field. I appreciate all the, the support from the community. It helps out with those things. Uh, it means a lot. And, and uh, we're just trying to make it the best field that we can in, in Dubuque, that's for sure. Um, home opener, uh, geez, it's the last weekend in, in March. I think we open up with DAB down at, at, at the track. It's, I don't know the date off the top of my head, but you can get the schedule on dohawks.com, and our schedule is now posted. We just got it finalized here January 31st, so that should be all up to date on, online there, and our first game is Check the Dewhawks out. Home opener last weekend in March and season opener is March 6th. Coach T-Bon, anything else before we sign out here? I'm good, Nick. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about our program and and, uh, I look forward to that Lowers baseball 
hey, when I see you at those high school games, I'll have to make sure I'm wearing it. <laughs> you take care. You too. 6-4-3. We're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.